Hey there. Welcome to the Musical Fruit Podcast, the podcast that seeks to debunk nutrition misinformation wherever it's found. Today, I hope you don't mind if I go off on a little bit of a rant for you because I've sort of had it with misinformation. Um, For those of you who don't know, I'm a nutrition professor for a nursing college and I spend a lot of time having to debunk nutrition myths for students while I teach them science-based nutrition. And I'm used to that by now. But um, yesterday, my kiddo uh, had a little meltdown. Um, We don't YouTube. And so this is kind of new for us. And um, she's five. And she's been YouTubing a little bit as long as she's with mom. And she's watching these how-to videos on how to make Barbie furniture and stuff like that. And get really, she really is getting into it. And she wanted to make something. And before I knew it, she was having this major meltdown because she'd try to make Barbie some pants. That didn't work out. And she tried to make Barbie some furniture. And that didn't work out because these videos, they show you like 30-second snippets, right? Where you... hot glue some sponges together and put fabric on and make these perfect little hospital corners and get matchbooks and put them on the ends and paint them and then you have a barbie couch and And of course she's five and she can't do any of that perfectly and she winds up with like a mess and she freaks the hell out and it occurs to me we have to have a talk that youtube is not real and i now have said we can't have youtube anymore because she's five and she does not get it. And, um, you know, we'll deal with that in our home the way we do. You know, she might get a little mad, but she'll move on. So this morning I wake up and I'm reading the paper, well, my version of the iPad paper, and I see this article about this YouTube star who is a raw food woman, and um, she got caught eating fish and then her fans went just ape shit right oh my god she's and she's not true and it occurs to me oh my god the world doesn't understand youtube's not real and i've had it i've just had it so i'm gonna just put it all out there right now the internet is full of misinformation And I've known this for years, working in nutrition. Patients come in for clinical visits and they want to do stupid things. And when you're a clinician and you work for a hospital or a doctor's office, you're supposed to be all, okay, I can help you do this, but in a healthy way. I'm not a clinician anymore. And I'm not here as a nutrition professor. So here's what I'm going to say. Eat a regular diet learn about your body and learn about what is healthy and we have it put out there it's called the nutrition food guide it's right there on myplate.gov and it's science-based and it's very good information it will lead to a healthy lifestyle but it's hard because life is hard people do you get it there's no easy fixes so don't go on youtube and watch some tiny skinny woman with gigantic boobs eat salad for every meal and go, oh, 
If I just eat salad for every meal, my boobs will suddenly be giant and my waist will suddenly be fit, tiny and I will be famous and rich. No, people, life is damn hard. You gotta work and you gotta learn. And so here's another problem that I'm gonna go off on. You have to know your body. And in America, we don't know our bodies for shit, not at all. I had to learn about my body, um, you know, in college, basically. I got some basic health classes, but uh, we never really learned about how our bodies worked. We had some general health classes on, you know, washing our armpits and brushing our teeth and, um, you know, a little bit of sex ed here and there. But mostly it was like, oh, your body, shh, don't talk about it. And another reason that I'm super pissed right now is that my kids in kindergarten and they're doing health classes, which I was like, yay, because not everybody does have a health curriculum. But um, I got a letter from the school telling me I could opt the fuck out of health class. Are you fucking kidding me? Why would I opt out? I'm too afraid my kid will learn about her vagina. Oh no, heaven forbid, a kid would know that she poops. No, no, don't tell her that. I'm ashamed. Jesus Christ, people. Get to know your bodies. Don't be ashamed of them. Love them. They're amazing. Literally amazing. I love teaching nutrition because of how complicated and fucking beautiful the body is. And as I learn more and more about it, it shows me more and more of God in the universe. The perfection that goes on in the human metabolism is mind-blowing. But we're afraid. We don't want to learn about it. Oh no, it's scary. I don't want to talk about my vagina. It's embarrassing. I don't want to tell people that I poop. No one should ever know. Yeah, you poop. I know you poop. Tell me about your poop. Let's have that talk. I'm fine with it. So no, I'm not opting out of health class. I want my kid to learn all about her body so that when she goes on YouTube and sees a raw vegan girl with giant boobs again and teeny tiny waist, she doesn't go, oh, right, everything I know about science is wrong. It must be that I'm not eating jicama seven times a day. No, uh-uh. The reason that I'm going off on this is because I know these people. I know these girls. I don't know this YouTuber in particular, but I've been working in this business for, you know, a while now, 10 years or so. And as you work in this, you meet these people um, who are in nutrition and all about nutrition, but they really don't know shit about nutrition. Um, and as you get to know these people throughout this time, if you are a dietitian worth your salt, you know the majority of these people putting this information out there have eating disorders. I'm gonna get some serious shit for saying that, but it's an eating disorder. These vegan diets, these raw food diets, the extreme diets of any kind, they're a way that people try to control their lives because they feel that their lives are out of control. And it's really sad. And so there's no such thing as a teeny tiny waist and gigantic boobs. 
what that is, is implants and a lack of fat on the body that ultimately will result in many different health problems. Like, for example, infertility, like this raw food vegan girl is dealing with. You see it play out time and time and time again until it becomes such an obvious pattern, you feel like you can't deny it. But when we work in clinical work as dietitians, we're supposed to deny it. We're supposed to say, oh, you're the patient, and so I'm going to defer to your lifestyle. That's fucking stupid. And I think it's time for that trend to change. I'm the nutrition expert. You come to me and you say you want to be vegan, I'm going to tell you a list of things. So let's do that now. Vegan is not a healthy lifestyle. Raw is a whole other thing that they add on top of that and complicate things. Let's just talk about vegan right now. We can do uh, raw on another podcast. Yay. Vegan is not sustainable for the human body for a few reasons. The number one reason is that it has no B12 in it. If you eat no animal products, then you have no source of B12. There is no such thing as a plant source of B12. For a while there, I saw this information out there that you could get B12 from plant sources. It has since been validated by many different sources that these plant-based cobalamins are not absorbable or usable by the body. So that's just basic chemistry. There, there is a variety of cobalamins, just like there's a variety of tocopherols. Vitamin E is tocopherol. And in their different chemical makes, makeups, we have receptors on the GI tract cell that can identify them and help us to absorb them. The B12s from the vegan diet can't be absorbed or used by the body. So therefore, they're not B12. They're not the um, usable form of the vitamin. Bioavailable, we call it. So you can only get B12 from animal products. If you drink a little milk, if you have a little bit of eggs, you can get some B12 if you have a little bit of fish. So being vegetarian is very workable and you can certainly limit your animal food intake if you feel that the treatment of animals is the reason that you want to be vegan. I get that. That's a value-based food choice factor. As long as you realize that you are going to have to supplement with B12 because there is no B12 if you don't eat animal products. If you don't eat B12, then you cannot correctly make the DNA in every cell of your body. B12 plays an integral role in the replication of DNA. If you can't make the DNA in cells, you can't replace dead or dying cells. So we are constantly turning over our cells. If you are deficient in B12, that's going to show up first as anemia because we're constantly turning over red blood cells. And if you don't have the correct B12, then those um, red blood cells get really big and misshapen because the DNA is incorrect and they don't mature correctly. They can't do their job. They can't carry oxygen. Anemia results where you have a poor energy level. If you get enough folate in your diet, then it will try to make it up 
and cover this anemia, so your red blood cells will continue to proliferate, your B12 deficiency will get worse because the initial anemia is not showing up, and you will wind up with, with what is called pernicious anemia. B12 plays a role in protecting the sheaths that line all of your nerves from your brain to the rest of your body to send messages throughout your body, okay? If you don't protect that uh, sheath, then over time it can wear away and the nerves will no longer be able to transmit impulses from the brain to the periphery of the body. This winds up being paralysis. That's called pernicious anemia, where it's progressed to a point where you have permanent nerve damage and paralysis. B12 is essential. B12 is only found in animal products. Therefore, animal products must be in the diet. I don't know how to make that more clear in a critical thinking A to B to C kind of logic. Okay, so that's point number one. Point number two, iron. You can get enough iron from a vegan diet, but you would have to spend your entire day consuming only beans, leaving out all the other food groups. I'm, I'm sorry, but if you look at the absorption of plant-based iron and the amounts in plant-based foods, what you come up with is buckets of beans, man. Like, I like beans. Yeah, obviously, this is the Musical Fruit Podcast. I'm like digging on the beans for sure. But I'm not going to eat buckets of them. And my family is flexitarian. We don't eat meat every day. Uh, and we replace with beans and tofu a lot. But I know um, that we need to get iron from other sources or supplement because if you do not get enough iron in your diet, it results in a different kind of anemia, microcytic hypochromic anemia, where you proliferate red blood cells, but there's not enough iron in the body to make the hemoglobin in them. So they're teeny tiny and they're very pale because they cannot carry oxygen. And so you can get mild anemia, which means that you're going to have some lethargy and some concentration issues. And then that progresses to more severe anemia where you have very poor energy levels. You have an inability to fight diseases that come along. And then it moves on to serious anemia where you feel like you can't move your own body. You don't have the energy to move your skeletal muscles. So and then that obviously can progress to death. Iron is the number one micronutrient deficiency in the world and in the United States. It's very difficult to get enough iron for women in general, even if you have meat in the diet. And it's also difficult for children. Children need more iron because they're growing. Women need more iron because they're menstruating. Oh no, don't talk about menstruation, embarrassing. Well, I'm going to talk about it. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> so they have blood loss every month that needs to be replaced. And so their iron needs are higher. If women and children include some meat in their diet, then they should be able to get enough iron because 
Iron from meat sources is heme iron, which is much more absorbable than non-heme iron. And so just adding a small amount of heme iron increases uh, iron absorption and uh, can help with uh, meeting the RDA for iron every day. It is possible, like I said, to meet iron needs on an entirely plant-based diet uh, because there is iron in some leafy greens um, and beans, um, but it's very difficult. You would have to eat only those foods and uh, leave out other nutrients. Um, so then you would have a deficiency of another one. So, I mean, honestly, what's the point of that? So either eat a little bit of heme iron or you're gonna have to take a supplement. And at my house, we supplement with iron just because I don't wanna be anemic. I've been anemic before, it's hell. And so I'm. we take a little bit of supplement so that we get 50% of our needs and the rest we can get from beans and our meat sources um, and the fish and things in our diet. So that was B12 and iron. The last nutrient of concern on a vegan diet is gonna be calcium. There's very little calcium in an entirely plant-based diet and the body needs calcium for the bone, obviously, but there's a big role for calcium in the blood supply as well because calcium acts as sort of a switch to turn on hormone production or to turn on um, enzyme function throughout the body. So the blood maintains a very strict calcium level so that there's calcium available to do that job in the body. And if we don't take calcium in from food, we have this huge source of calcium supply in the body, in the bone. And the body will just draw on that bone bank for calcium throughout the lifespan if you're not taking enough in. We have a huge problem with calcium in this country because milk um, intake has fallen off and been replaced by sodas and energy drinks, etc. So we, you don't see it right away. And this is a point of contention for me because I have a bone disease and I've had my hip replaced and I know how painful it can be to have bones that aren't up to par. So I take good care of my bones, but I watch America rely on their bones as a calcium bank and not drink milk, not good, get good calcium sources. And I know that when they get to be middle-aged or um, 50, uh, we're going to see a lot of osteoporosis and broken bones. We see it now. And the fact is that in the geriatric population, when a person breaks a bone, their likelihood of death or disease in the year following that break increases by 50%. So it's a preventable problem and we're not addressing it because people don't want to drink milk. They're being told they can drink these plant juice things that are replacing milk um, and they're not taking care of their bones. It's gonna come and smack them in the head down the line but they're not thinking down the line, they're just thinking about now. Calcium in a vegan plant-based diet is found in almonds and leafy greens like bok choy. But again, you would have to eat 
a thousand calories worth of almonds every day, or um, I think it's like 40 cups of bok choy every day. And people don't do that. If they do, that's another sign of disordered eating. So <laughs> don't give yourself an eating disorder trying to eat in an eating disordered way. That's just, it's counterintuitive. It doesn't make any sense. You need to get calcium from a high density source. Milk's that source. That's why we have recommendations for milk in the regular diet. So on a vegan diet, you're missing B12, iron, and calcium. That's gonna lead to anemia and loss of bone. Problematic for sure. And it will result in a declining health. But here's another thing that we haven't talked about. When you don't eat enough of these nutrients, your body sacrifices functions. One of the functions it sacrifices is the rapid proliferation or growth of skin cells. Skin cells line the, oops, skin cells line the outside of your body, but they also line the inside of your body. And they line your GI tract. So when you're not getting enough B12 or iron, for example, then as the GI cells die and slough off in your poop, you grow new ones. If you don't have enough B12 or iron, you don't grow new ones quite as efficiently. So your gut becomes a little less healthy. When your gut becomes a little less healthy, it absorbs less nutrients. You increase your malnutrition because you were slightly malnourished, but now you're not absorbing. You lose access to even more nutrients. They go out with the poop, not into your body. Now you've become more malnourished. As you slough off skin cells and try to replenish, you are now worse at making those GI cells. You make less of them and they don't do their jobs as well. Your gut is beginning to be unhealthy. Your absorption is beginning to be poor. You're beginning to see signs and symptoms of gut distress, irritable bowel, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. All of these mystery diseases that seem to be related to food, but you're eating so healthy. What's going on? I don't understand. Yeah, you're not feeding yourself correctly. Your gut is dying, all right? And as your gut dies, you can't absorb nutrients. You become more unhealthy. Now you've got massive diarrhea and everything you eat makes you explode. And you're afraid of food because it makes you not feel well. Yeah, you've starved yourself into not being able to tolerate food. And now you need a slow reintroduction, but nobody's telling anyone that. Certainly not on YouTube. So I guess my message here is we're not educated about our bodies and we don't know how they work. America looks for quick fixes and they get them off of YouTube. YouTube's not real. These people don't know what the hell they're talking about and there's no quick and easy fix. So we need to 
Stop giving people misinformation. It's unethical. Don't go to YouTube. These people spreading this misinformation are selling you crap and a lifestyle and trying to improve their self-esteem by getting followers, all right? That's all that is. It's garbage. It's just garbage. It's not a source of information. We need to arm ourselves with real information about nutrition. If you want real information, talk to your doctor. Or if you really want real information, talk to a dietitian. Ask them to give it to you straight. No misinformation, no diet myths, just the hard science. They're going to tell you, you need you know, around 2000 calories a day. We'll, we can tell you more directly if you know we're meeting with you on one-on-one. And then you need grains, you need meat, you need milk, you need fruit, you need vegetables, and you need to eat all of them every day to give you all of the nutrients. It's that simple and that complicated. You have to do the hard work. If you do the hard work, you won't have these tummy troubles. If you do the hard work, you will feel good. You'll have good energy levels and you'll be able to you know, get up and do your everyday life. That's what we want for you. We want for you to be healthy and not get diabetes or heart disease or those kinds of things. We want you to have good energy levels and good quality of life. And I'm sick of us pretending that these alternate food lifestyles can fit into that. They can't. They're bullshit. They're lies. They're misinformation. And this country has too much bullshit, lies, and misinformation right now. Get yourself real information. Educate yourself and arm yourself. If something seems too good to be true, it probably is. So find out the science. I'm happy to help. Please send me your questions um, and I will answer all of them as clearly and honestly as I can. All right. Thanks for listening. Now, don't forget to eat your beans.